impression again we get old with what you put into it's like a walk of life if you're good enough go out and get it no more about it Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shorty Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me find out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run that was it. Put the ball over the bar and the fact that it's not safe. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? No sympathy in this game for anybody. Hello, and you're very welcome to another episode of Treaty Talk. Tom Clancy back in the hot seat after a mid or an early season uh, break on uh, shores far and wide from here. Uh, Matt O'Callaghan, though, of the Weekly Observer and Bale Star newspapers, with us once again, and we're here to chat, of course, everything GAA. Um, in the week that was, and looking ahead to another action-packed weekend around the county and further afield for the Limerick teams and players. Matt, uh, I think as always now, we'll commence with hurling. I was in Mullingar uh, last Sunday. Limerick, I suppose, as predicted, picked up their second win of the campaign in the uh, Alliance League, but uh, maybe didn't have it as, as easy as many would have predicted Westmead proving a little bit of a stumbling block, but uh, nevertheless, uh, an, another experimental team for Limerick uh, picking up the two points. Yeah, I suppose um, th- th- that's all you can do is play what's put in front of you. But just to, just to put it a small bit into context, and the huge win that Limerick had over Antrim the previous week. And while all that was going on, Westmead were losing to Galway by 31 points. So you see the difference that a week made that Antrim are um, Antrim were just beaten by a point by Dublin um, in the second round. And we had Westmead, you know, putting it up to Limerick, albeit maybe for, what, 50-odd minutes, maybe 55 minutes, and and then Limerick putting away as 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 expected. But a plucky performance by Westmead. And, and um, John Kiley shuffled the pack again, of course, and a lot of it um, was informed by, by the fact that he had a number of players that were involved in the concluding stages of the the um, the Fitzgibbon Cup, and I know we'll be we'll be talking about that in a minute, but um, it was hotting up at that stage. So he he, he tried out some 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 new formats, um, and um, but there was one consistent um, time between the two games, and that, that was the performance of of, of Donico Dali. Like um, the player, he he's, he has scored a goal and eleven points all from playing the two games. Like it's 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 a phenomenal return, and you know he he really really is hot and putting up. Certainly at this early stage of the league, is definitely putting up his hand that he's going to be around in the championship. So it's great for the fella. And um, but you know, it was a question, of, I suppose, of getting the job done. And um, um, Limerick did just that. So it's it's rolled on out to Dublin on Saturday week. Yeah, just to, to pick up on a couple of points from the game, um, um, you mentioned O'Dalley. I thought his goal was superb. It was a superb finish. Uh, there's a great photo, I think it was sports file, of uh, he's basically down on one knee and the ball is nestling in the roof of the net. It was a powerful, powerful strike. 
But in fairness to Adalik, he has shown his ability to win his own ball. He's he's out in front more often than not. But when he's not, he makes it very difficult. And it, that's in the mould of a Peter Casey and Aaron Galan, Seamus Flanagan, which is obviously the guys that he, you know, ultimately one of them he has to try and dislodge from the, the championship team, as it were. But he's 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 showing all the hallmarks of uh, of a forward that um you know certainly is has grown in the Limerick jersey. And if I can kind of paraphrase John Kylie afterwards. I asked him about Daryl Langan, who made his debut at club mate of, of Odalic, and he mentioned that uh, it's, a, it's a marathon, not a sprint, of course, for these new players, young players. And he mentioned that, that uh, Daryl Langan is uh, merely on the first mile of the of the marathon, whereas Odalic is more on, I think he said, mile nine. He's at, he's at a water station, and he's... Um, He's kind of, you know, he's learned, he's 12 years, 12 months, I should say, into the programme at Limerick. So he's probably shown the signs of someone who has gained a fair amount of experience even in, in 12 months at Limerick. And you can see that in his play. Oh, you can. And, and um, he, he, he he has pace as well, which is which is hugely important. And, um, you know, he, he, has, he has a good suite of skills when it comes to ball control, ball lifting and all the sort of things that you look for in for in a player plus you know he has the he has the pace he has the ability um to beat a player and he has the above all Tom he has an eye for goal yeah and There's you no know twelve there. scores in in two league matches at you know Alliance hurling league division one you know you can't argue with it disregard for a moment what the opposition was Antrim and Westmead but um I thought it was a phenomenal return from the Mona Lean man. But uh, like I, I think last year, Tom, um, on the occasions that we saw Donegal, I, I, I thought we saw snippets of that kind of form that we're seeing now. And yeah. um, we certainly saw him in the championship when he was mm. proving to be a handful for a lot of defences in the championship. But um, it, it's, it's great to see somebody like him coming through. And he, he's definitely putting pressure. He has his hand up. Very firmly, and he's refusing to take it down, um, to for you know for a place come the championship, and you know he's going to keep fellas on their toes, and this is exactly what John Kiley want. This is exactly what Limerick want. This is what a successful team wants, John uh, Tom. Yeah, definitely, and, and I think the final point maybe on that, and not we're not getting uh, away from it or ahead of ourselves on our darling, but we have seen. I think Michal Hulhan was one who who did quite well in a lot of league games last year, but between injuries maybe and, and other uh, selection choices, just didn't cut the gravy. So, you know, it comes with the caution that it is the league and maybe there's a different weighting put on it from the manager. But Odalik, as we say, can only do can he only do what he can do um, in the league games. That's what that's his opportunity. That's his shop window. And uh, he's certainly making a mark. Matt, finally on the Limerick Carders, I think for this week anyway, uh, we'll talk about it next week. But going to Croke Park, um, a, a ground that Limerick have uh, haven't lost at since 2019. Now I know it's a league game against Dublin, but nevertheless, a chance to uh, to run out in the Hallow Turf of Croke Park. Uh, I'm sure be welcomed by by players and management, particularly those who maybe haven't featured um, too often in the business end of, of things for Limerick. A, a good opportunity to uh, I suppose size up headquarters uh, at this early part of the year. Oh, it is, um, you know. Um, uh, Croke Park has gone from being Limerick's graveyard to being Limerick's holy grail, you know. Um, like I, I remember for years and 
Um, you, you, you take right up from 1973 to 1920, uh, to 2018. It, it was a graveyard for so many Limerick hopes at different levels even. Um, but that has all changed in 2018. Uh, and Limerick really, uh, we, we, if you look back at the, uh, the All-Ireland successes, Limerick have kept their best forum for Croke Park. You know, they have, they have, they've been invincible in Croke Park since since, uh, since 2018, apart from that dip in 2019 when they lost to Kilkenny. But, you know, they, 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 uh, they, they will relish the chance of playing in Croke Park. And some of the French players that I have no doubt will be played, although we, we, we'll probably see a couple of more of the, the first team being filtered back into the team for the game against Dublin. But they'll really be looking forward to Saturday week. And I know we'll be discussing it in greater length next week, but um, it, it's, it's you know, particularly the French players, they, 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 they you know, get a chance maybe to start in Croke Park and maybe play a full 70 minutes in Croke Park. Yeah, that's that. And that's it's, it, it, it's going it's going to be a big occasion, Tom, because it it forms a double header with the the repeat of last year's All Ireland final in football, um, in 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 the league clash of of, of Kerry and Dublin. So yeah. like the, there's going to be a huge crowd in there. Um, now Limerick is 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 forming the resident five fifteen, but yeah, you you can imagine that right from. From the get-go on, on 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 Saturday week, like that, the atmosphere will be building in Croke Park, and it will be a real test for the younger players. Um, it will be the nearest thing you'll get to a championship match in terms of atmosphere, anyway. Yeah, certainly, and hopefully uh, the Limerick board uh, continue to travel as they did so far towards Turles uh, for the opener, and then obviously in Mullingar last Sunday. Matt, you mentioned younger players there. I mentioned one of them a minute ago, Dara Langan. He is uh, among the Limerick under-20 panel that was named uh, earlier this week. Uh, they don't get into competitive action for some time. Well, I suppose it's probably a blink of away in, in one regard, but it's the 5th of April when they travel to Six Mile Bridge. But uh, Evan Loftus has named what I would say a very exciting young team uh, in terms of there's it's not just all under-20s. There's guys who are just out of minor. Uh, there's under-18s, under-19s, under-20s. So plenty of talent here. And I think... We'll um we'll be looking forward to this uh, Munster uh, under twenty championship when um, when April rolls around. Yeah, he's the, he's he's the, himself and his management team. They have they have made a strong say a strong squad. Like and um, if you if you see the number of people that um you know there's I think there's up to about six or seven that are either were or are or are in the Limerick panel at the moment at the Limerick senior panel. And um, some of them will have got opportunities now. Um, Tomas Lynch and Donald Coughlin are two of those. They ha they haven't got opportunities um, because of the farcical situation that we had with that monster um, senior hurling league being called off three times. Um, but you, you've other players there like Joe Fitzgerald, Dara Langan are in there. Um, Shane O'Brien is in there. That that have all experienced. Dave Fitzgerald is in there that all have a senior experience and that's going to form a core um, for Evan Loftus to build his team around. And you're right, some of the exciting minors of last year are also coming through. So um, Evan Loftus seems to have got a very good balance in his side. Fenton Fitzgerald is another player that's on that squad. Um, 
Now, there are also six or seven of them that were survivors from last year. Uh, guys like Oshin Farrell, Fenton Fitzgerald, and and um, and and so on. That were that were involved last year. So, um, he, he, those players with senior experience and those players that have been round the circuit before at the under twenty level, um, it, it 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 all adds up to a pretty formidable team now. And um, I, I I certainly will be looking forward to see him in 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 the Munster Championship. And uh, no, it's it's you know anytime you're you 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 you're you're penciled in to go to Clare, um, these days is a tough a tough assignment from the start, but like getting off to a winning start in Clare will be hugely important, and you know you take it from there. But I I think that we have an exciting squad, and a, an exciting squad that gives us cause to look forward to the Monster Under Twenty Holland Championship. Yeah, and just to remind folks that the uh, format is uh, quite the same as last year. Uh, the five teams in Munster that are participating, obviously Kerry not included, Clare, Limerick, Waterford, Cork and uh, Tipperary would play four group games. Uh, the winner of the group will go straight to the final and second will play third. So it's just about getting in that top three and uh, taking your chances from there. But Limerick have uh, will commence with the meeting against Clare, as I said, on the 5th of April and uh, just one po- final point you mentioned so many names in that panel you forget Matt that Shane O'Brien is still under 20 it seems like yeah. we've been watching him for well, years. I mentioned him as, as being yeah. one of the ones with senior experience and um, yeah. like uh, he's absolutely going to be a huge player and um, Keen Scully has been named as captain of the squad and like it's, mm. it's great to see Keen back and back in full health after the injuries that, that disrupted his his season last season when he could only come on in the county finals, beloved Drummond at Lacca, and and um, and um, uh, just as a late 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 sub with about fifteen minutes to go, um, that was as much a part as he played in, in in the championship last year. So it's great great to see him going back and 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 raring to go. And um, with Shane Fitzgibbon in there from Drummond at Lacca as well, who's one of the key players in in um, Skull Paul's recent monster victory, and of course we know that Fintan Fitzgerald is involved with um, joint captain of Art Skull Reach. And um, just as we're on Art Skull Reach, I suppose Tom, if you if you indulge me, um, they're they're playing in the uh, they're playing in the All Ireland series um, yeah. this year or um, this weekend. I think you have the fixture there in front of you, but um, yeah. Uh, it, if you if you want to call it out, I think. Yeah. So Sunday, it's actually Sunday afternoon. They're playing in uh, St Joseph Dorvairfield's uh, home ground in Clare against uh, Presentation at and right. Uh, currently with a two p.m. throw-in. Although I would, uh, if I was you, anyone that is interested in going to that, I'd keep an eye because of the the, the state of the pitch in Dorvairfield after the Fitzgibbon game the other day. There's a potential for it to be moved, but hopefully. Uh, it would have recovered in time, but that's the Crow Cup quarterfinal. And Matt, if there was maybe a silver lining, yeah, but, uh, for... you know, I honestly think if I could just in, in, yeah. in, in it a small bit, um, I, I think that you know, the disappointment of, of, of losing the Hartley Cup final and above all the circumstances in which they, they lost, it will certainly fire, um, will fire, um, odds, odds goal reach. And we saw in 2022 when they lost the Hartley Cup final. Dramatically to St. Joseph's of Dur- of, um, of Tulla, that, uh, that that they bounced back and won the first ever Crow Cup. I think we might. I think there's a real opportunity for history to repeat itself in that one. 
And um, I would be expecting them to get over presentation at, at Attenry and then wait and see what the semi-final will throw up. Yeah, well, uh, the, the semi-final pairings are already known. So they, if they do win, they'll be playing the Leinster champions, which I believe to be uh, the famous St. Kieran's College. So uh, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't get any easier. But nevertheless, I'm sure Liam Cronin um, will have put the, the task down to his charges and hopefully they can uh, they can bounce back after that heartbreaking defeat in Ennis a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Matt, just to kind of keep it back on the inter-county scene, I mentioned the 20th squad and, and hopefully uh, it'll be an exciting year for them, but the under-17, i.e. the minor squad, uh, Shane Dowling is obviously the marquee man in charge of that team, his first uh, uh, foray, I suppose, into inter-county management. He has uh, an exciting panel, and I say that because there's a number of last year's squad, which I think there was a lot to like about them, and I think this group has uh, previously won the uh, Arabon Cup as well in in in, Tur- in Tipperary, which is you know normally a good yardstick for a, a decent enough minor team. So um, yeah, good chance for uh, for for uh, Shane Dowling to cut his teeth with a, a good squad of uh, for the Limerick Miners of the year ahead. Yeah, and, I, and he has a number of players, of course, that um, on, on on that squad um, that were that were available to to last year. So. Yeah, you know, a bit of continuity is 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 very very important. No, he doesn't have a lot of it from basically from the starting team of last year. He has Joe Fitzgerald in goals and Jack Cosgrave at wing back. Now he has three or four subs that featured their substitutes last year, um, who who are available this year. And these will these will be very very important. Um, you know, a player carrying over that kind of experience is 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 very very important, particularly at minor level. So. Yeah, I think if you factor in the Arabon, if you factor in um, uh, there are three or four players from from um, um, Skull Paul Kilfinnan in it. Um, yeah. You know, you 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 have got a lot of players there now that um, between we we'll said the colleges now and um, the Arabon, um, you've got a lot of players with a winning mentality, which is. Which is a very, very, very good start. And uh, as I say, you have that little core. Jack Fitzgerald of, of Ruff is another man now that is there from last year, was involved in the squad. And they are very, very important for the continuity. I think there's about six of them there all together. Um, but um, yeah, I'm excited about Shane Dowling's squad and excited to, to you know, um, delighted to see Shane t- taking it on and, and wishing him the very best of luck. And, um, you know, I'll expect he'll do a very good job. Yeah, and uh, the minors uh, slightly later in action than the under twenties because they're not uh, they're the odd team out in round one, so they get into the Electric Ireland Munster GA hurling cha- minor championship. They're in uh, action in Super Value Parky Creeve on the eleventh of uh, April, so they will again play uh, the I suppose every other team in the in the province. But uh, there's one difference this year, Matt. I think it's a straight final, so they have to be in the top two. So they'll be uh, looking to hit yeah. the ground running. Have to hit the ground running. There's no no second chance for coming third, uh, so I suppose we'll have to hit the ground running and hopefully pick up a couple of points against Cork on the road and uh, and go from there. Uh, but uh, that's it on I suppose the intercounty side of it, Matt. I definitely we've definitely touched on it already. But uh, that's it in the intercounty front. But the Fitzgibbon Cup is front and center. I think this week anyway. It's a competition that. I've been very, very fond of over the last decade or so, and uh, particularly the last few years, getting out and about to a lot of games. 
Uh, the final takes place, Matt, in Abidorney in North Kerry on Saturday afternoon. And it will be between two Limerick uh, institutions, Mary Immaculate College and the University of Limerick, both of them enjoying victories on Wednesday night. Uh, it promises to be a fairly exciting game, not to mind the fact that there's the heavy low overlap of uh, Limerick involvement. There's obviously overlap between Clare and Tipperary um, on both sides and, and uh, plenty of guys that know each other through from different codes, different grades and all the rest of it. So um, exciting final and prospect, I think, on, on Saturday afternoon. A very exciting final and, you know, great for Limerick Colleges. And I suppose, Tom, in fairness, and I think we, we spoke about it maybe two or three weeks ago, that perhaps there was an inevitability after the first round that this pairing might emerge. Because when we were looking at the group stages and who were likely to come through and, and the follow-up of the quarterfinal, because it, it was basically nearly preordained um, that uh, right up at least to the semi-final stage, that if they avoided each other in the penultimate round, that they would probably meet in the final. Because I, I suppose, in fairness, they have been the standout, the, the two standout teams in the competition. And um, obviously, it's 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 UL. Um, they're they're seeking a, a historic third in a row, which is which is a huge thing to do. Um, um, very very difficult to do in any competition, um, but um, um, they, they, they have they have been, they have been very very impressive um, throughout the campaign, and I suppose none more so than in the semi final when they dug it out, dug it out against University of Galway, um, who had beaten them in the league final. So like they they, they were going there with a mission, mission, and with a very 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 strong Limerick representation. Right with the team, I think there's Limerick representation in every line of the field, including Conor Hanley, Clarko. I think there can be as many as six, seven Limerick starters in that team, which, which in itself is 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 very very good for the county, and it mirrors many in many ways um, what was happening on the third level colleges front when, when this Limerick team was emerging. This current Limerick seeing a hurling team was emerging. Now we've good Limerick representation also. On the um, on the um, Mary Macleod side, particularly Shane O'Brien, um, you know one of the breakthrough stars in, in, in recently of 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 Limerick Hurling, and who we spoke about a while ago, who will be involved in the under twenty ones. Jason Gillan is also there, but they have three huge Clare players on that team. Uh, three huge players that have very very little to prove to anybody. I'm talking about Adam Hogan, Dermot Ryan. And and um, Shane Meehan, so like you, you, the, the two teams are huge, very, very, very strong. Like it's going to be a battle of wits in the sideline between Brian Ryan and and Jamie Wall. I think this one is going to go right down to the wire. It's and it's it, it's on TNG, I think Tom. It is, yeah, yeah. For, two for everybody to see it's around three around three thirty, is it? Uh, no, two forty-five throwing, yeah. So, 245, 245, well, 230, I suppose, coach will start. But yeah, exactly. this is a game not to be missed, Tom, I I, I think. And um, if, if you want to see a real good quality hurling game between two really good quality sides, I think this is it. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I've been at that plenty of games. I think I've been at three UL games and uh, is it two Mary I games so far. And you mentioned the Lairman there now. I, I, uh, you know, this obviously is a Limerick uh, Angles podcast, but I tell you, you, you'll be doing well to find three better players at this level than than, than Dermot Ryan. Uh, 
Adam Hogan and uh, and and uh, Shane Meehan, three serious operators, and flanked by some 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 good talent too. Um, obviously Jason Galan in the goal has scored. He's also scored a couple of points from play, so that'll tell you the um, the length of his puck as well. And uh, there's been some obviously Limerick involvement from the bench for Mary I as well. Uh, is it uh, Vince Harrington or, or sorry, am I mixing? Oh, up Vince my... Harrington, yeah. Harrington of the Pearsheek. We've had uh, Oshina Farrell of uh, Skeeton. And um, there was another man, um, Liam's escaping me here from Capamore has come on as well. Uh, Sean, Sean Whelan. Sorry, apologies to Sean. Yeah, I just said his name slipped my, my mind there. But yeah, so healthy Limerick involvement and obviously the UL side. Yeah, you mentioned uh, some of ours involvement. Colin Cockin, superb again the other night. He's the vice captain of UL. They obviously have Grodd O'Connor of Tipperary and, uh, you know, their um, Mark Rogers is their captain. So, I mean, like... It's the who's who of the up and coming stars of I think Munster GA really across the, the the place in fairness. So this game I don't think should be should be ignored by anyone if um if they're they're it's a stellar uh, cast, Tom. It's a yeah. stellar cast on both sides. Yeah, yeah. Um you if I was that if I was that I've seen I've seen the Fitzgibbon over the years, and this is as good a quality in terms of the cast for this final is as good as I can remember. Yeah. On both sides. Yeah. Yeah, and I think sometimes with the Fitzgibbon, and maybe sometimes it happens at mine or under 20 level, is the teams are only acknowledged with how good they are maybe a few years after the fact. You know, if we if we fast forward five years, the guys in this team, these two teams could be considered, you know, super, one of some of the best players in their county. Now, not to say they're not already far behind it, but, you know, when these guys' careers progress, we might just remember how good they were at, uh, at Fitzgibbon level. But uh, Matt, if I was to ask you to call it, who... Who do you think will be picking up that famous piece of silverware tomorrow afternoon or Sunday oh, afternoon? Jack, 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 uh, Tom, Tom, you you'll be more qualified than me, having seen him, you know. Um, yeah. But like, I think on balance, um, that it, it is a really, really exciting and quality um, UL team. Yeah. Uh, three in a row is a huge goal, a huge prize, and I, I think they'll just about make it. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd be plumbing pretty well probably by a point or two. They did this uh, in dramatic circumstances the other way, and I think the other day, and I think in the last uh, two, two and a half, three, nearly three seasons, they've found their way in the tight games that have presented themselves. So perhaps that would be the difference. But uh, I tell you, you'll be writing this Mary I team, Mary I team off at your peril. So that's an uh, exciting one to come on uh, Saturday afternoon. Another game, Matt, that was played on a Saturday afternoon last week was the Junior B. Uh, Munster final and it was heartbreak and I used that in the most dramatic circumstances real heartbreak from Onaline who uh, fell to drum an inch and uh, I could scarcely believe what I was seeing when I watched uh, the, the footage of this one uh, surfacing on the internet three goals in stoppage time from Paul Kennedy um, proving the undoing of uh, of Monoline. Have you ever seen the like of it Matt? Never seen the like of it um, never seen the like of it um, one lean just as the as the clock ticked up to the hour mark, there were seven points clear, and um, uh, they got um, uh, Paul Kindy who scored three seven out of their three eight. He, he got two goals. Um, uh, one lean went down on attack, forced a save at the expense of a sixty five. Max Ivory, who I thought was fantastic, scored eleven points for for Mona Lean. Um, he he made absolutely no mistake from the 65, and you'd say to yourself, "Gee, this is it. It has to be it." 
and um, you're looking at your watch nervously saying, you know, um, is he going to blow it on the puck out? He didn't. There was one last chance. Ball broke in Scott Kennedy and, and he gave Marisha Dali no chance. So uh, absolutely heartbreak. But I was saying while ago um, about um, the defeat and the manner of the defeat um, of, of Art Skull Reach may motivate him to greater things. I think, you know, welcome to that club, um, Mona Leon. I think they're in that kind of a space. They're in that kind of a position. They will know themselves without question that they overall, over 60-odd minutes, they were the better side. But, you know, being the better side um, is counts for little or nothing if you can win the game. So they will have learned that quite a lot. There's a quick turnaround now. They're playing the Leinster champions in Rahina on Saturday at 3 o'clock. And the Leinster champions are battling slow. Now, you know, it's hard to believe it, but it's Ballinasloe's first team, Tom. Because it's, it, it is football country and uh, there's a dividing line between hurling and football in Galway and these would be on the side of the football side. But um, they, 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 they actually got a bye into the Leinster final because they were due to play Harps from Leash in the Leinster semi-final and got a walker. And then they, they faced Borr from Offaly. Of course, Borr have huge tradition if you, if you go back to the successful Offaly teams and the Whelan brothers and all that sort of thing. Um, uh, but um, uh, they've proved far too good for, for, um, for Borr in the Leinster final. So it's, it's, it's Leinster champions against Munster runners-up. I'm, you know, I, I was saying to Raf last week, um, all the narrative last week coming into the Munster final was that it was drum and inch, drum and inch, drum and inch. I quite didn't see it that way. I, I remember the same thing happening last year with uh, Brough and Turles, Turles Sarsfields coming out of eyes at that stage, nearly what they were going to do. Brough won the Munster final. And, um, you know, with the same thing this year and uh, Monoline did everything but win the Monster final. And um, I, I'd be pretty, I'd be more than hopeful, Tom, that they'll get back to winning ways um, with a win over Ballinasloe and have an All-Ireland final to look forward to tomorrow, two weeks. Yeah, just hope that there's no, uh, I suppose, significant fallout or anything like that from the, the defeat. It was, uh, you know, it was just one of those things I don't think there was blame to be laid at anyone's door. It's just one of those things that uh, in our in all of our years uh, covering sport, we may never see the like of it again. Um, a player, A, a player scoring 3-7 out of 3-8, but also players scoring a hat-trick in what, maybe two, two, two and a half, three minutes of action. It's just it's yeah. nearly, nearly unthinkable, really, isn't it? But uh, Yeah, but they're... you know, it, it's a lovely statistic. Three goals and seven yeah. points, 10 scores. Max Ivory got 11. Yeah, yeah. And it, like 11 scores to 14 probably tells Monlene probably, you know, did, did more of the hurling. And even, as you say, going into stop side. Yeah, they, 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 they will know that they have they, they left the Michael Fitzcott-Morris Cup behind them last last Saturday. Yeah, I think they'll take some confidence from the fact that they were, you know, in a very good position after 60 minutes. So mm. uh, you just need to, to concentrate and see now the job, hopefully, this weekend. Uh, a team who certainly saw the job last again, Mass, in Camogie was... The uh, University of Limerick were mentioning their uh, male counterparts, but the Ashburn Cup, the uh, the I suppose the the, the main event really of uh, colleges Camogie, they managed a six eleven to one twelve uh, 
victory over TU Dublin uh, in uh, the Centre of Excellence in Connacht, the indoor arena. Um, Matt, if there was any lingering doubt as to UL's motivation from uh, after last year's farcical situation that saw them, I suppose, dumped out of the competition and um, I wouldn't even call it a technicality, um, but if there was any question about their motivation, I think they, they proved it this year. What a score to put up in a, in a final and uh, obviously a, a performance to match it. And uh, Limerick connections all over the place in this one. So, you uh, well, great winners. Yeah, fantastic winners. Um, uh, they beat UCC by two points, I think, in the semi final. Um, uh, it was a huge win over over um, over the team that actually the holders. TU Dublin, yeah, yeah. Who in 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 the final and. I, ironically, th th there was greater Limerick representation behind the scenes than on the sea, on the field. Like we had, we had four players. Like we had LB Larkin from Munger St Paul's was starting. Stephanie Wolf from Templeton Clanton came on, and you had also on the in the panel you had you had Lines and Mona Lean and Anya Tierney from the Piercing. But behind the scenes, they were managed by Declan Nash. And congratulations to Declan on a great performance. But among his backroom team were Sheila Minahan, Devla Egan, Mum Kramer, Marion Quaid, Quaid. So some heavy hitters in, in, in that backroom team. Um, and I think Marion Quaid was the was the physio as well. So not to mind that she had. That's I said, Marion Quaid was, yeah, yeah. The physio, but Marianne, Probably doubling up, really, wasn't she? <laughs> she absolutely. So, um, so it was, it was, it was, it was a boost for Limerick Camogie, who who will be starting their very national Camogie League on on um, Saturday week when they will be travelling to Kerry. Um, but before we go away from colleges, there was a couple of other um, Limerick winners in the colleges final. There was the Omelagan Cup final, which. Um, UL completed a double. Um, they, they, they defeated University of Galway, and on that team was Ashling Ryan of Galway and Cara, Cara Davern of Bruff, who is a member of the Limerick, the current Limerick um, junior squad. And the Ashling Murphy Cup was played for the very first time, and it saw Marina of Dublin um, defeat Ulster University. And we had limited connection there on and off the field because on the field was Anya Keevney of, of Crow Kilfinney and Katie Burke Kilidi, whilst um, one of the selectors or one of the mentors was Sean Whelan from hospital. So there, were, there was plenty of Limerick connection in, in the Kumbogi uh, finals weekend and plenty, plenty of Limerick success in it as well, which augurs well for the future. And um, it just leads me in nicely that... Um, uh, as I said, the seniors are starting on Saturday week in the uh, in the in the very Camogie League. But um, this Saturday tomorrow, um, Limerick Juniors travel to Dublin, and they're playing uh, they're playing Dublin in TU Blanchards down at two o'clock in the first round of the very league. Now, um, I, just looking through the the, the Limerick team, um, twelve ago David David Didi came in. Came in with a blank cam canvas, um, Tom, yeah. and he, he he assembled a squad, a squad that struggled through the league. They were beginning to find their feet, and they eventually got a win over Offaly. It set them up for the championship. Um, in the championship, they they had um, wins again over Offaly, a win over Mayo, a loss to Armagh, 
but it was enough to qualify for the quarterfinal in which they were narrowly beaten by Roscommon. So they were really, really coming together. And um, when when I saw the, the squad that he named for this for for this current league, I I I was terribly heartened, Tom, because for the simple reason that um, he has named the squad of twenty one. 22 of whom were part of his squad last year. So that will give you an idea that they're gelling together and they're coming together. Plus the fact, which is which is a plus for me, uh, three of the players that he has lost, um, Sarah Shanahan, uh, Neve Brennan, and oh, I'm trying to think now. The, yeah, the the Sarah, Sarah Cosgrove, Sarah, the two Sarahs, Sarah Shanahan, Sarah Cosgrove, and Neve Brennan. Um, they have all been promoted to the senior squad, which yeah. which is the natural progression. There's another three or four that he would be calling on. Um, uh, they, they, they're committed to the leaving certificate for the moment. But the point I'm making, Tom, is from starting with a blank canvas last year, he's starting with a bit of a good bit of decent continuity this year and a bit bit a bit of a, a, a bit of a kind of a squad assembled and a, a group assembled and that, that 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 they're sticking at it and I'd be very very hopeful um Tom for a positive result and and maybe a good run in the league yeah uh, 2 p.m tomorrow against uh, Dublin it's also Dublin's second team uh, in TU Blanchestone uh, uh, but Matt, you mentioned just to touch on the Camogie from my own uh, my own side of things. The word continuity—that's what Limerick Camogie will certainly need from top to bottom in their two other teams, in their minor teams. They're going to need continuity of players and personnel. I think for for a couple of years, just to uh, you know, it's been a, it's been a lean few years. I think um, on the intercounty front, in, in many regards. So hopefully, there will be continuity of personnel and uh, things can start to grow. Um, and and uh, success hopefully is only around the corner. And Matt, I must just uh, make sure that the record is correct. Aina uh, McGargle as well of Killam Palskenry also involved in the backroom team of UL, um, yeah. a good friend of mine. And uh, I'd be uh, I could be shot if I didn't mention him. But uh, in fairness, to Aina, he has been uh, in the backroom for so much of Killam Palskenry's success in hurling and football. So I think wherever he goes, success uh, isn't uh, isn't too far away. So. Congratulations to to him and uh, indeed everyone else involved in that. Yeah, I, I agree totally with you, and I apologise to Aina. Um, I, I knew he I knew he was involved, and as 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 you rightly say, he's a man that has made huge contribution, and he's an encyclopedia of information, Tom. No shortage of it. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think people would be pleasantly surprised with uh, with how much he knows the books. Uh, ultra, ultra reliable information as well. That's it, yeah. And I think if Anna says it, someone, you know, you, 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 you. <laughs> That's it. If someone, uh, if someone needed someone on the quiz team, I tell you, he'd be, he'd be the man to fill a slap, you know, uh, particularly if it was on uh, the Gaelic Games topics. He would. Uh, uh, we will switch codes now, Matt, to uh, Gaelic football, and uh, we're looking at the men's side of the house first. We're looking ahead to Sunday, where Limerick will face Sligo in their Alliance Division Three. Uh, round three clash at McNeville Park at 2 p.m. start for uh, Jimmy Lee and company. It's been a, a disappointing start to the year. I think it's fair to say, Matt, Antrim, uh, seven points winners in McNeville Park in round one and uh, double digit defeat up and down in round two. Uh, have we uh, cause for optimism that uh, that Limerick can go better against Sligo and maybe pick up a result? Well, whether we've cause for optimism or not, 
you know, it, it, it's a kind of a must-win situation at this stage, Tom, because believe it or not, coming up to the halfway stage, and like we haven't won a we haven't won a league game now since 2022. We failed to yeah, win a league game in 2023, and we're going we're two down already. But I I'd be hopeful that on Sunday because um, things are beginning to come together. Because I spoke about a blank canvas for David David Didi a while ago, and um, you had something similar for Jimmy Lee in in that of the squad that he inherited. Um, when I'm talking about the squad. But I'm talking about the squad that was available for the last championship game that we played last year, which was against Leash. 17 of that squad, for various reasons, um, are not available. Like between players gone abroad, and I know we have pounded this week in, week out, but it is a reality. And um, I said two weeks ago that there's one thing in scarce supply around Limerick when it comes to football, but a thing that we just have to cultivate, and that is patience. Because we are into a rebuilding, a, a transition, and a rebuilding phase of Limerick senior footballers at the moment. If you lose players of the caliber of those that we've lost in the last twelve months, um, you, you, you know, you're, it's 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 a ground up job again, and and um, um, it, it's disappointing. I think I, I think it was disappointing to lose to Antrim. But Antrim yeah. were in a similar situation to what we were, what we are in now, twelve months ago, and they didn't have a league, great league campaign. They just got over, they, they they just escaped relegation to Division Four, but had a very very good run in the Tarleton Cup, which suggests to me that Andy McAvoy, uh, Andy McAvoy says uh, Andy McEntee, um had had uh, you know was beginning to put his stamp on the team, and that that should bear fruits this year. And like the feed to down, in, in fairness, um, I think down are going to for promotion. I think there's little yeah. or no doubt about that. They were beaten in the Tarleton Cup final, and uh, and the trajectory in down football at the moment at inter-county level is is very much on the up. So um, now Sligo will, will 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 be a different kettle of fish. The, the the last time we met him, it was a famous day in Markovic Park. Um, when we were crowned um, Division Four champions, um, but that is now water under the bridge, and a lot has happened since. And um, Sligo will have changed a bit since, and Sligo will be drawing a number of young players. Plus, they'll be drawing a small bit of inspiration as well, Tom, from the fact that they reached the All Ireland Under Twenty final last year, and they'll be using a number of those players at, 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 along with some of their um, more seasoned and um, experienced players. So Sligo are going to be a very formidable team. Um, but I, I think it, it's a winnable game, you know, and it might be just the game that would kickstart um, Limerick's drive for consolidation and staying in the division. Because I, I, I think we've got to be pragmatic and we've got to be honest, Tom, staying in the division is Limerick's goal at this stage. And to be absolutely certain of staying in the division, although Limerick previously were relegated with six points, when when five teams finished on the same on the same tally of points, and Limerick were bottom it bottom on scoring difference, but I I, I would think that three three wins um, um, will be necessary to ensure third division football 
last year and year. And if you look at the configuration of the of the fixtures, we now have Sligo at home, Westmeath away, um, Clare at home, um, Offaly away, yeah. Offaly and Wicklow, Wicklow and Offaly away. So, like, um, if we're to make home farm count, you know, and if 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 we are to embark on the road to survival in division, in division three, it starts in McNeville Park on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I suppose the 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 thing I'm just looking at the table here uh, off screen down in Antrim, who Limerick have already played, have amassed four points, as two have Westmead. But I think be, below that, then Sligo, Clare, Offaly, and Wicklow, um, no, none of those teams will strike ultimate fear into any Limerick team at the moment. I, I, even you know with Limerick's lack of form in the league, I wouldn't be overly fearful of Sligo, Clare, Offaly, and Wicklow. So there is potential to pick up points against those teams. Uh, but I suppose you, you certainly you certainly need to do so, do so sooner rather than later. And that the home games, which uh, there's just two left against Sligo, obviously as we said, and Clare, they'll be vital. Uh, towards survival and I think uh, I think if you offered Limerick sixth place now which is obviously the survival line I think Matt they'd, 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 they'd bite your hand off and they'd be happy with that they would because J J Jimmy Lee is, is, is he's introducing a number of new players he has to and um, it, it, it's going to take time it's going to take time for a new management and a certain amount of a new squad to gel together and understand what each are about. So, hmm. um, look, I, I, I'd be hopeful, but I suppose Raf usually accuses me of having green mist. Um, uh, I'm hopeful that yeah. Limerick might just kick on on Sunday. Yeah, well, we should see. Not Sligo, uh, confident now, but ho hopeful. <laughs> Yeah, Sligo picked up a win last time out against at home against Wicklow. But previously, on their trip to Munster, were beaten narrowly by Clare. So hopefully uh, there'll be another fruitless visit to them uh, down to this part of the world. Uh, Matt, the ladies' football, their side, uh, if the men haven't tasted victory, the ladies' football haven't tasted defeat. But looking at the table, two wins and two draws, I don't know, is that something to be optimistic about or to be happy about? Or do we think... Limerick would have liked to have uh, a, a, a more points at this point. They're they're currently occupying fourth spot, which is enough to get into the uh, the knockout phases. But potentially they could easily have four wins from four and be sitting top of the pile. Yeah, could could have four wins. Um, I saw the game against Wicklow. Could have won that game. That was two points last. Saw the game last Saturday, uh, last Sunday against Longford. Probably looking in the end to to, um, to um, get, get something out of it. It was a couple of points by Kathy Mee and, and Kennedy, or uh, Kate Kennedy um, from St. Elby's. So, so she kicked the equaliser. Um, we pressed at the finish, couldn't find a winner. Um, in terms of the league table, it 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 is um, it, it it it's disappointing. But we're unbeaten, but eight points. Um, but there is an unseen pitfall in that. And I, I say this with the utmost respect to every county. But our points difference against Cavan, sorry, against Derry and against Kilkenny could come back to haunt us. 
Yeah. I would be seriously worried about that because we beat Derry uh, by eight points. The following week, Leitrim put eight goals past them. So that, that will give you an idea. Um, it, it, it's unfortunate that there has to be sides that, that you, you know, teams go out to build up their points tally. We, we didn't do it to Gary or, or Kilkenny, who are the bottom sides and were the bottom sides last year, like the other teams around us, because it's going to be very, very, very tight because you have, you have Fermanagh on top, followed by um, followed, followed by Carlo ahead of Limerick and scoring difference, and you've Longford three points behind, and you've Wicklow on four points. I think Wicklow have to play both Carlo and uh, sorry have to play both Derry and Kilkenny yet. Yeah, that that, so that should bring them. You, you, you can see you can see the point that I'm making, and Limerick's mm. next game is away to Leitrim. It's followed by a home game with the present leaders for Manor before finishing with a home game against Carlo. Yeah. Um, I, I, I honestly think that, that, that... Sorry? Both those sides are currently... The two, draws are a the two draws are a disappointment, and I would say yeah. that the scoring margin against the weaker teams is not adequate. It could prove our undoing. Yeah. Uh, Limerick and mindful of the fact that four teams qualify for the semi-finals. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Limerick are currently in occupation of one of those places, but they probably don't have an opponent where they can build on their their scoring difference, which is plus eighteen. Carlos is already plus twenty-seven. Uh, Leitrim's is plus forty-seven at this point. Now, obviously, that would only come into play if the teams are tied. But um, Limerick only managed, what, 42 points uh, in their four games. So that's only 10 points a game. And considering they played the two weakest sides in it, uh, Derry and Kilkenny, that probably isn't enough. You know, they probably defensively have improved, uh, judging by the scoring concession, but they probably haven't done enough in the attacking end, as you say. So hopefully that won't uh, come back to bite them. But I suppose the easiest way to take care of that, Matt, is to, uh, to pick up three wins in the uh, remaining three games, isn't it? I suppose they'll only worry, start worrying about scoring. It is, it is, it is. It, 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 it's a big task, Tom, and I'm going to surprise you with mm. what I'm going to say in my next remark by saying it is doable. Yeah, oh, it is. I, again, a bit like what I said about the uh, Limerick men not fearing some of those teams I listed. I don't think Limerick should fear Fermanagh, Carlo, or indeed uh, Leitrim this Sunday, but they are, they are three of the stronger teams in the group. I don't think there's any getting away from that. But uh, they're, they're, they're the only three teams above us, Tom. Yeah, that's it. So uh, I, I don't think... Um... And, and they, they, they are above us for a reason. But what, mm. what I'd be worried about is what's coming from behind. Yeah, uh, Wicklow and... Uh, Wicklow, my... Uh, with, 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 Wicklow, with Wicklow and Longford. Um, at this stage, with three defeats each, you can discount uh, Derry and Kilkenny. Yeah, four defeats even, yeah. So they're, yeah, they're just cannon fodder. Oh, sorry, four defeats each. Four, just cannon fodder, four defeats each. They're out. Yeah. Yeah, certainly, certainly, yeah. Um, but uh, I suppose it just it just stre strengthens the thing that uh, the draws aren't as valuable in the ladies' game because it's uh, just one point for it, whereas three for the win. And obviously in the men's, it's one for a draw and two for a win. So the, the draws of less value, really, um, and uh, wins doubly important, really, um, in that regard. So uh, lady, Limerick Ladies Football playing this Sunday, 2 p.m. in Balnamore against Leitrim. 
and uh, they'll be hoping to uh, inflict a second defeat of the campaign on Leitrim and uh, climb them, climb uh, right behind Leitrim in the table, heading into the final rounds against Fermanagh and Carlo Matt. I think that uh, yeah, just about just just for the record, Tom, they played out a very exciting um, draw in Sean Finn Park last year. Because what was it? Uh, just trying to think of the score: four nine to one eighteen. Right. Yes. Yes. So they uh, they they can certainly serve up um, another one like that. Irish Kennedy came on and got a late two goals and two points. Yeah, I think um, another draw. I don't know. I don't know. Would they welcome another draw? But. Uh, They'll certainly be going up to, to Leitrim with uh, ambitions of collecting uh, the three points and uh, moving, as I say, right behind them in the table. Um, I think that covers us uh, in terms of the Gaelic Games action across the county this week. Uh, another busy one ahead, but uh, hopefully uh, where, whichever game the uh, public get to this weekend, or indeed if they're on the luxury of their couch, they'll be served up to a thriller. I think the Fitzgibbon for me is the highlight, but uh, I'm sure everyone has their own uh, personal interests this weekend, whether it be the men's football, ladies' football, or uh, even Crow Cup action. Plenty across the county for everyone to get their teeth stuck into. Yeah, and a, good, a very, very good variety. And um, um, what's, uh, what's also on this weekend is the is the second semi-final of the um, Nakaderi football tournament. Um, which is being staged this year in in Paddy Carroll Park in Ballygrand, and it's a Cork Limerick semi or a Cork Kerry semi final. Uh, Oliver Plunkett's from Cork, who are um, who defeated Aaron's own in the quarter final. They're taking on Lisbon for Ker from Kerry. Now Lisbon will be are seeking this year to to make a little bit of history in the Nakaderi Munster Junior B competition. If they can win it, if they're successful, they will become the first team um, to win it twice. So their uh, their motivation, but it it it'll be their first appearance in the competition, and they're playing Oliver Plunkett's from Cork. Oliver Plunkett's will be very very familiar with West Limerick because they've had two trips uh, already to Kilidi in the hurling, and this is their second trip at least um, to to Ballet Grand. In, in, in the football because they completed a double in Cork and um, but um, and the, the prize for the winners is a place against Shannon Rovers from Tipperary in, in the Munster final Brilliant, yeah, well that's uh, an offer this weekend as well out in Ballygrand as Matt says so uh, hopefully some uh, enthralling action around the uh, county and beyond for the weekend, Matt, thanks again for your time and uh, we'll be chatting to you during the week and indeed on next week's episode of Treaty Talk. Thank you, Tom.